G'day everybody and we're back for term two. I hope your Easter went well and we look forward to the upcoming term looking at 1 John. The first question is in what ways do you think the evil one can have an influence in the church slash your life? It would be valuable just to let people talk about this and think through it. I don't think we need to say yes or no or yet. Um, that sort of thing, to make, make any judgment on what people have to say, just take it. And um, to think through what they're saying, just allow that discussion to happen, but to not allow it to run away with things. It could easily uh, take up too much time. So we need to be disciplined in it. People will begin to have a lot to say, and we don't want to be distracted by fascination with the evil one, but we do want to talk about the topic. Uh, read one, Read verse 1, point A. Uh, when John talks about the beginning, what beginning is he referring to? And as I mentioned in the sermon, if you had a chance to hear it, the beginning that he is referring to is, I don't think, I don't think he's begin he's referring to the beginning of the Bible, that is in the beginning Genesis, or even the in the beginning in John's Gospel, chapter 1. But he's talking about the new beginning, the new beginning that began with the resurrection of Jesus. And that's why the second next question follows on. What has John experienced from verse 1b? Well, there's that all that talk about him uh, uh, hearing and hearing from and touching and seeing, all those things. Uh, none of those things he did in the beginning, like he wasn't there in the creation, but he was there at the resurrection, John was. And so all of those things that he describes is resurrection stuff. What do you think the content of the word of life is? This is verse 1, part C. Um, the content of the word of life, it, it, it's a little w word and big L life. So where the, the emphasis is the message of life, the word of life. Uh, life is the key thing here. And the life has got to do with the resurrection. So the content of the message is going to be the word about the resurrection. So there's going to be a bunch of stuff from the Old Testament reminding us that there is going to be a resurrection. There's um, passages from Ezekiel and uh, 37, which is the, uh, the the dry bones coming back, all those sorts of things. There's Psalm 16 as well. There's a bunch of things like that. But it'll be how the resurrection fulfills all that uh, has been promised in the Bible and so the resurrection has an implication for Jesus, that is, he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, his Son of God, all those sorts of things. But it also have an implication for us. There's a bunch of things you could talk about when thinking about the content of the word of life. But it, it is the gospel, but with that real focus on the resurrection. What four things does John say about the life? Well, it's there in verse 2, and to have a look at that, the first thing that he says is that, um, sorry, I've just got the wrong page. I'm just looking up the right page. The life appeared. And so the word appeared envelopes verse 2 so that the life appeared in the beginning of verse 2 at the end of verse 2 and has appeared to us. So there is this emphasis on appeared, actually seen him. So there's the first point about life. He appeared. Uh, we have seen it and testified to it and we proclaim. So there's the second point. This life is something that is proclaimed. It is a word 
that is proclaimed. It's not a mystical experience. It is actually words that make sense. And that is proclaiming the word of life. It says that this word also was with the Father. So we've seen here it appeared. We've seen that he proclaims it. The third thing is, oh, sorry, it is uh, eternal life. That is the third point. It's eternal. And eternal life is not just length of life, but depth of life as well. And um, so important to see that distinction, uh, that, that combination. But also the fourth thing is that this life was with the Father. So um, the point that Jesus, after the resurrection, was with the Father, and in throughout John's Gospel, you'll find a continual reference to him coming from heaven and going back to heaven, coming from the Father, going back to the Father. And he goes back to the Father uh, in, in the cross, and then he comes in the resurrection back from the Father to to the disciples. Uh, the next question is, how from verse 3a, how do you have fellowship with the disciples, or the apostles, I should say? Verse 3 says, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that, purpose statement, you may also have fellowship with us. So when you believe that which the apostles teach, that will enact and uh, ignite a fellowship with them, a deep fellowship with them. And we find that all throughout Acts, don't we? This continual connection with the disciples, a focus on the disciples. It's, it's really astounding that things like uh, Christianity is described in Acts chapter 2 as devotion not to Jesus, but to the disciples, to the apostles' teaching. Now, I, I'm not saying it's not devotion to Jesus. I'm just saying it's interesting the way that it's put there, that connecting with the disciples, becoming a Christian is being devoted to the apostles' teaching. And so to have fellowship with them is important, uh, and that's what happens when we believe the apostles' teaching. But having Fellowship with the apostles will mean, in verse 3, that we have fellowship with who they have fellowship with, and that is that their fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. So why do you think John, what do you think John means by complete joy? You could look at John chapter 16, verse 24, which talks, Jesus uses this exact phrase, that your joy will be complete. And uh, it would be good to think about what it might mean from there. But it, I feel like it's a bit deeper than this, but at least it's this, that the whole point, their joy is complete by you believing their word and connecting uh, with the Father, that is, um, and knowing him, which is complete joy. So it's right and full joy, that sort of thing. Verse 5 is a key verse and is often left out of these first four verses because the Bible writers keep putting little gaps in here and putting in titles. But verse 5 is connected directly with what goes before because it continues to be about the message that is being declared. It connects with the word of life. Verse 5 really interestingly says, This is the message we have heard from him. That is, it's the message that the apostles have heard from Jesus. 
So Jesus has come back from heaven and his gospel message is God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Really worth meditating on and thinking through. So allow people to think this one through and talk about it, that sort of thing. So what does it mean by God is light? I'd, I'd want to at least say that it means more than just God is light, that is he's bright. But his light is the light of life. And his, the light of life is, you think of all the Psalms that talk about his word being a lamp and a light and all those sorts of things. It is absolute moral purity in God. And his word actually guides us uh, throughout life. The final question is, how will, sorry, how the part is overcoming the evil one. How will believing the word of life help you to overcome the evil one? Well, I think we just want to begin to think about things here, at least say that the the evil one is offering death and the word of life is offering, as it says, life. So um, how, will be, how, will be, how will believing the word of life help you to overcome the evil one? Well, there is that sense that uh, we are rescued from death. There's that. It, it's much more worth talking about more in that as well. And the final one, how will coming to church help you to overcome the evil one? Well, I just want to say that at church, one of the key things we do is listen to the apostles' teaching. And so we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We are part of a people who are devoted to the apostles' teaching. Well, there is the first session in 1 John for Term 2 in 2022. I really hope that your growth group goes well and always be Feel free to send me a message or email, text, whatever it might be, if you have any questions or if I can help at all or even come along to your group and uh, be part of that. Love to do that. But I'll say farewell and talk to you next time. See ya.